Are they going to change the name of this show to just Heart to keep up with the times? Like the chicks? Roll Tide, by the way. Wow. My first note is Roll Tide. Yeah. (laughs) Mine's later when I wrote Roll Tide, but it's there. Matt, what do you think Roll Tide means? I know it's a fucking sports thing. That just actually though it's still available. I think it's a fo- I think question. it's a football thing, but I don't remember which team. I mean, yeah, it broadly it or could college, apply to any University sports. of Alabama yeah. athletics, but yeah, yeah. football, no, yeah, is ninety nine percent of it. Yeah, I mean, you could say roll tide about the basketball team. It wouldn't be weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in Alabama, like from my understanding, roll tide is also just a general greeting or. Oh, it's a general greeting everywhere. I uh, say it to all of you. You know. <laughs> yeah. God be but, with you. Roll tide. But it's also weird because, like, there are a lot of Auburn fans out there, but I, they're more regional within the state, I think. So, like, this is clearly a Bama town. I mean, the bar is called the Yellow Hammer. Dude, uh, no, I loved not. how many named establishments they the have in this show. The bar was called Ram and Jamma. Okay. Yeah. Ram and Jamma, Yellow yeah, Hammer, no, give them hell, Alabama. I'm glad that he's picking really esoteric things to like about this show. Yeah, already. yeah, uh huh. It's the diplomat defense. We have we have seen Ram and Jamba before. We have been to Ram and Jamba before in this podcast. Because it's the set of. It's the same bar set used from True Blood. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> it's the same bar. Perfect. Incredible. Also, as Fantasia. Uh, no, no, no. The one they work at. Oh, the Merlots. Yeah, it's the where, same bar. Where was wow. this show shot? Burbank. On the back lot of yeah, WB the, lot. Okay. At the same set where they used Gilmore Girls, okay. which is why the Got gazebo it. is the it exact feels same. Like Gilmore yeah. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. They did, they yeah, did yeah. some exteriors in Alabama. The pilot but... was shot in like Wilmington or something okay. like that. It said when I was North Carolina. For this. Yeah, I yeah, guess because there's a lot. There. there are a lot of things filmed there. Um, one tree yeah. famously. But uh, then they quickly were just like, oh, and then we shoot on the back lot, which is why it's the Gilmore Girls set, but they've yeah. dressed it up to look southern. Hell but yeah. it was unmistakably the Gilmore Girls Hell set in the finale. Yeah. Like, I was like, Rory had like her first kiss in that gazebo. Yeah. Yep. You can't hide that. They fucking rules. <laughs> um, God. But before we do actual. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, before we do the actual work, we gotta do the setup, because it's as you know. The podcast about first and last episodes of TV shows. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, Stephen Dalton. I'm tired. Are you? Of this. Oh. <laughs> I'm tired of Matt's picks. <laughs> Travis Marvin. Roll Tide. And Mattiani. Roll Tide. And yeah, so first and last episodes. We like to talk about shows that we think had some manner of cultural impact in some capacity. But then Matt comes, <laughs> Matt comes rolling around. No, no, it's not. No, a we definitely had some. It's just yeah, the purpose we of the definitely show. had some interest in shows that will just be forgotten. Like this is the yeah. last anyone will ever speak of this show. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that this show being Heart of Dixie. Uh, before we get too far into it, I just want to establish. Yeah, Heart of Dixie. Uh, yeah. And if you knew what Heart of Dixie was before you hit play, you're the only one. <laughs> congrats! Yeah. Congrats! You are the one. person. I'm so honored that you're listening, Rachel Bielsen. <laughs> <laughs> this had a steady million viewers every season. Yeah, I mean, this show probably crushes shows that I think are actually important. And like, right. Where you're like, oh, yeah, this this got more than justified. More people did. watch this probably than Babylon 5, maybe. I don't know. I'm not that. sure, but. But, yeah, yeah, so we did Heart of Dixie because uh, the way we do this podcast was structured is uh, we figured the easiest way to pick shows is that we all take turns. And we are all quickly developing a signature. Brand. Uh, yeah, an unmistakable aura. <laughs> And that's why when you see Heart of Dixie, you know that's a Matt Siani pick. So Matt, why don't you tell us why you picked Heart of Dixie? 
Before uh, we get real into it, because I know yeah. that we want to get into it. So I, I have a... I, you guys are talking about shows of cultural importance, and I feel like the rule that I've made for myself with the picks is I'm more interested in a wide variety of types of show. Like, uh, my girlfriend and I last night were talking about, like, the different... Like, all, all the kind of, like, yeah, representative types of thing. You know, like, Sex in the City is, like, a perfect... Like, it encapsulates the thing that it is. Or, like, Frasier is a great one. Or th- this feels like an like one of those ABC Family, WB. Everybody is mostly having an okay time and has minor conflicts. And the it's vibey for, like people who have it on in the background while they're cooking dinner for their kids. And like, that is a type of show that we haven't talked you're about not, yet. You're, you're not wrong on that all. But to me, this felt like, you know, mom, 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 I want, I want Gilmore girls, mom. We have Gilmore <laughs> girls at home. Yeah. 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 I, and then showed heart of Dixie. And right. I'm like, this isn't it at all. So I, I'm also, I think Gilmore interested gals. way more it, than you guys in Gilmore like rip off shows and like, stuff that like cultural detritus that exists because of something else that I haven't seen. So it like, this is like several layers deep into the type of television that I don't necessarily like, but can definitely find a good time watching. And I didn't find a hard, it wasn't hard for me to find fun in this, but I've also, I'm also somebody who did like a Hallmark and lifetime Christmas movies marathon, even though I don't like those. Because I was just like, this is very interesting to me that people make these. No, Uh, I I like to think about the people who make them and like the teams of individuals and the recurring actors who are like, this is their beat to like appear as like the guy from the city who moves to the small town in the Christmas movie. Matt, I love that you're just like the way you described it earlier. That was basically you're like, yeah, it's like I wanted to write a book about like that that 2000s rock revival, and I just chose to use the Vines as the main characters yeah, 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 of that yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more what it was like for the average person, not for the fucking Strokes. Cool, you played at Madison Square Garden. No, I want to know what like the average person who hung out at Union Pool was doing with their time. Matt, the energy of this is like is like that story of the prince who wants to see how the common people live, so he like he like puts Jarvis on Conker. a different hat and moves throughout. Thank you. Travis. Well, but hi, I don't think I'm a prince. Like I don't, I don't watch highbrow television no, all Matt, the time. I watch stupid shit most of the time. This is just yeah, a different type like, of stupid shit. You watch elevatedly stupid shit, like the because you watch like throwing guys, a ton of stuff at. Guys, Dude, I watch me, the Vampire guys, Diaries and love it. Right, guys. I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna do this minute early. To me, I see this show and I see no difference between Riverdale because it's also part of the Riverdale set. I, you yeah, show me but this. dog, you absolutely <laughs> you must watch later seasons of Riverdale if you're going to try to compare them. This also Riverdale's filmed in Vancouver. Yep, primarily. Matt, the only way I'm watching later seasons of Riverdale is if you come to my house with a gun. That's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Sounds like a thing that would happen on that show. <laughs> it is. Somebody would come to Archie's house with a gun and force him to watch a TV show. Would they that force him to watch really Riverdale, normal. and then it becomes incredibly uh... meta? It's already uh, too self-aware sometimes. No, they force them to watch Twin Peaks because they're obsessed. <laughs> yeah. But we, we instead of talking about Twin Peaks or Riverdale, I mean, we will talk about Riverdale. Objectively better shows. More. I, I'll, like, I'm not saying Heart of Dixie is good, so don't even, like... No, 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 but I... In I like case anyone was trying like, to say Heart of Dixie is better than Twin Peaks, Matt doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody's going to hear that in me saying that I, I find this interesting, oh. 
Like I, I want to like, be very clear. On that one. I do want to see David Lynch's Heart of Dixie. That's, that's half Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah, it that's is. That's the good part of Twin Peaks. <laughs> but that's in the Northwest. I want to see him in the in the Deep South. I'd like to see some really bad Southern accents, dude. How soaked was our Prince Scott Porter to put this Southern accent back on? Like he was chewing it up. I fucking loved it. I mean, he's from Nebraska. Famously, not the South. Mm. Nebraska. Yeah, no, not the South. He did go like, to. He, he went to school in Central Florida. I did learn. So he got, to right. like, he got to exercise singing chops that he has because he was like an acapella guy, apparently. Of course. That scene. I can't. Dude, yeah, the theater energy emanating from this was the part of it that I couldn't find a way into. So, for those of you who have made it this far into the podcast and are still thinking to yourself, what is Heart of Dixie? Well, I've got news for you. <laughs> Heart of Dixie was an American comedy drama television series that aired on the CW from September 26, 2011 to uh, March 27, 2015. Uh, the series, created by Layla Gerstein, stars Rachel Bilson as Dr. Zoe Hart, a New York uh, a New Yorker who, uh, after her dreams of becoming a heart surgeon fall apart, accepts an offer to work as a general practitioner in the fictional Gulf Coast town of Bluebell, Alabama. Uh, and now, the notable thing of this show of course, is that it was executive produced by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, returning veterans of this podcast because they were, of course, the producers of Gossip Girl and made their name on the OC, which is why Rachel Bilson is involved. Yep. I did not really feel their DNA otherwise in this show. No. No. Yeah, it was uh, way I less felt, dramatic. I, yeah. Right. I felt this the is DNA so low stakes. Of, yeah, I felt the DNA of the OC in one scene uh, when a OC actor appeared and talked to Rachel Bilson and, and I OC actor and I clapped and cheered <laughs> and then thought we were going to get a whole bunch more of her and then we didn't and yeah. I was distraught man it's there's just really so little on this show it's just this thing where it's like yeah it was uh, Rachel Bilson was like pretty quickly announced to be a part of it she wanted another TV job you know she's like Josh Josh baby what do you got for me it's a make work program for uh, people in like syndicated or in uh, it's, serialized it's, dramas. Yes, it was a make work program for people. Where it's like, listen, you weren't the star of the show, but you were pretty good on that show. Yeah. What can we find you? Where, where can we find you a job? How about we'll pick up some shit? It's fine. We need to you have to see how many hours there are in the day. We need to you know what? play shit for people throughout the entire day. I bet I, I can think of one person who loved this show. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift is friends with Jamie King, who is mm. one of who is Lemon. Also, there was a character called Lemon, and I could not handle who that. Who would name their child after a fruit? Someone whose name who is Who would even Brick think of doing would that? Would do that, apparently. <laughs> they, they did license a Taylor Swift song for this, which I was very surprised they by. They did? Yeah, there it's was a Taylor Warner, song. It's and Warner Music. It's Warner Music. Like that's yeah, yeah, right there. It's, so uh, it's probably yeah. easy. Amazing radio right country middle. soundtrack throughout the pilot, and then in the finale, it there were no hits. You weren't a fan. No, of every the every heart needle drop soul. in this show was terrible. Didn't they play like Sugarland twice? Hell yeah, <laughs> could have. I wouldn't fucking identify Sugarland. I was like trying to look I'm not, it up. I was I'm also not my sister from the same era that this show is <laughs> taking place. Travis, when you saw that one of the characters had the last name Kinsella, were you disappointed when you learned that, that he was he's... not a Midwest emo uh, <laughs> guy? 
No, but I, I mean, was you... like, oh, that's Bullseye from the Daredevil series. Oh, shit. <laughs> the be- it's the better Bullseye. Hell yeah. Uh, much much how, love to Colin. Yeah, how, Colin da- how dare you go after Colin Farrell like this? Listen, we've talked about this before, probably off the podcast. It is truly the best thing about Colin Farrell's period of Bullseye is that that was when his sex tape was recorded. <laughs> so he's objectively he's his least attractive. He's bald. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> He's like fat a Colin Farrell's like, better looking than Bullseye Colin Yeah, yeah it's Bullseye Colin Farrell has a sex tape, whereas he goes down on a woman, he says, you're my breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. And it's just, oh. it, we're for some reason allowed to talk about that as a society, because it's just so good. We're all just like, Colin, that was great. And Colin was like, you know what, you're right, I'm pretty proud of that moment. <laughs> He's an icon. Him, him Anyways, and Fraser Crane, okay. Icons. Anyways, Heart of Dixie. What do you got to say about Heart of Dixie, Stephen? Surgeons are terrible people, generally. (laughs) (laughs) Most surgeons are awful. Yeah. Everybody in this show is a fucking freak. (laughs) Especially in the pilot. Now, I, I, most of which the guy who gives her his fucking practice. Oh, boy. Dude, what in the fuck? (laughs) That's the scariest thing. Uh, This movie could easily recut to a horror story, but... uh, before we get into this, so I, I did mention I don't know if this made it into the podcast proper, but I did watch parts of the pilot twice because I got to watch the second, or I got to watch it the second time with Steven, and you may ask why I did that, but it's so that I can have notes like this, which I think we got to kick this off with, which right as I press play, Steven looked at me and said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have a choice. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was about t- it was about ten seconds in. I'd watched about I ten seconds of this show. I sat six hours of Babylon Five. You're fine. <laughs> Find a way in. Otherwise, why do it? I just thought pick, just pick shows that somebody liked. I like this for you, Matt. I love this for you. I support this. Uh, I can't wait Matt, to see. Matt's you reasoning is interesting to me. If the like he wants to know like what's going on in just like yeah like sort of the weird middle class of shows like this uh, and like. Which is interesting because it's sort of the flip of like my take of like I can't even fathom a person who watches this, right? Uh, and like you put well of like it's yeah, no different than anything else because like I don't watch things as background ever. So like to me, like that's so foreign to me. Right, we're that, like the first people probably to ever to do a close watch of some of these shows, and I think that's I interesting. Genuinely, I genuinely had trouble parsing the finale because of this. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what's going on? Who are all of these people? What's Doesn't happening matter. here? It was the most disoriented I felt of any of the others. Wow. Or any of the shows we've watched and jumping in. I don't Even know what it was with this one. Even though we have an inherently disorienting approach to these things. Yeah. It was this, this one was, that yes. really lost you. This was the one where I was just like, I don't know which of these. I think There's two people that look the same. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Everybody say, looks the same in every scene. All the women It's like they chose the scenes to have people who look the same talking to each other. Yes, yeah. there would be seven blonde women speaking to each other at the same time, and I would be like, I don't know which of you the is scene, the one the scene, with Scott Porter. Yeah, the scene Even with Scott, Scott Porter Porter's girlfriend. And Never. The scene with Scott Porter's girlfriend and the lesbian couple was Oh my god, I could, yeah, I, I had no like, idea who's <laughs> talking. It was like I was watching The Departed. I, gen- <laughs> I genuinely was like, wait, that's Lemon. She just got engaged, right? And I was like, no, none of these. Uh, are so no, no, we didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't meet in the pilot at all. One person who was... did not ever blend in uh, was the fucking mayor. <laughs> yeah, well, is the most terrifying man. 
he's such a friendly guy. He's playing a friendly guy, and all I can think is, your crumbs to me, son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do this now. Let's do this part now. Part of, I think, another reason why Matt picked this. Before we did this podcast, there was a podcast that recapped every episode of Friday Night Lights, a deeply important show to the four of us at this point now. And Scott Porter and... Uh, Cress Williams both appeared on Friday Night Lights previously. In fact, though, there was a third actor in the pilot. Who He's been, been holding this over my head for about 12 hours. I mentioned it to you while we were eating breakfast, so actually it's who only did I more miss? like Bob. Unless I made a note. Whatever. Um, I don't think I took a note of who it was. It is a very minor character, but I clocked it immediately. A very is minor FNL character or a very, a very minor character in this? Yes. Is it the, it's not Piss Waitress. Is it the doctor who breaks up with her at work? It is not the doctor who is breaks up with her at woman? work. Is it the pregnant woman? It is not the pregnant woman. Is it uh, somebody on the radio? Is it slamming Sammy Mead? It is not. It is not that. Steven, you had a guess. You said I said p- it three times. You no, know, and I'm sorry. I was going to say you said the, the piss, piss waitress. waitress. The piss waitress. Oh, I was thinking from this show, no, no, no. the piss waitress, <laughs> no. because they, I was oh. like, what scene did I miss Shit. where there wow. is that? It is not that. It is the head of the hospital that tells her that she is not getting the internship oh. was the head of the college that hired uh, Tammy, so he's wow. the supporting character wow. in that whole oh episode, God. basically, because he's the one who, like, <laughs> How did sits you even around and, like, that? listen. Because uh, he was also... Um, a villain in Mr. Uh, Robot. I recognized okay. him from that. I thought, both of those so things. there was one, I spent a lot of the finale frantically searching IMDb because I could have sworn that one of Scott Porter's roommates was Guy Raston, the meth dealer, but he was not him. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually just the band Rascal Flats, that his, <laughs> his, his friends. We should get into the plot. We've, sure. we've jumped around too much. We have jumped around a bunch. Uh, does anyone have any sort of comprehensive-ish plot write-up, or are we just going to I mean, I took a lot of notes, so I could kind yeah. of sort of go from there. So I we, mean, we start out... Go for it, Travis. So the opening is uh, Rachel Bilson, Zoe, on the bus in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, uh, basically doing a, I'm you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. It was thing. very much that. Yeah, and <laughs> she's like, so let me catch you up. And then we flash back to... Her med school graduation from whatever college. I don't know if it's even stated where she got her degree from. Um, I I love Rachel Pilson. I love Rachel Pilson. I love Summer. She's incredible. There was never a single moment where I bought this person as a doctor. No. And no, that could be no, my no. own prejudices, but just no, a every woman could never be a doctor. Like that's yeah, you know that 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 joke or that story or no, it's a riddle. That's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. mother is the doctor. I can't operate on this person. They're my son. How is that? How is that? How is that a riddle? What the fuck? (laughs) People don't get it. (laughs) It's so fucked up. Uh, Uh, But yeah, she she's not credible at all as a doctor. Uh, She does the summer ew like yeah with so quick that I was like, why did you do this to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she graduates from med school with her boyfriend, and a very weird old guy is like, "Hi, I yo, my name's Hardy Wilkes. I run a general practice in Bluebell, Alabama, and we could use somebody with your skill down there." And she's like, "Uh, thanks, but I'm going to New York to be a cardiothoracic surgeon because my name is Hart, and we're gonna have a lot of heart puns just Based. constantly, nonstop. Heart, 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 heart. Bones. Uh, and based on like, what okay. we know." Now about her mom. Was her mom not 
kind of weirded out by this guy showing up at the commencement did her, speech. Did her mom definitely see that guy? I don't know. Maybe that guy was super sneaky. Or she didn't recognize him because he was even older than before. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever. There's a huge crowd. There's like, no way. Maybe they only had, like, two nights together. I mean, she was, uh, uh, yeah, they're on my a understanding of what she later says is basically that the that uh, Mama Mia happened in the background yeah, of this yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they found out who her real dad was at 10 years old. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. We're, I guess everybody was just transfixed by the Altec 633A that the speaker was talking into which is a very very weird microphone to have up here uh somebody had that lying around on the set so I hope we have I, one listener who every week is just like losing it when matt does his audio corner it's steven right now it's steven it's just steven he's just, li- he cannot just, con- like doing like a uh, sickos yes thing shit, i think another thing- shaker mic fuck i think another thing that torpedoes my belief in rachel wilson in this role is that she's just like New York, it's the greatest city ever. Born and raised in the most like I'm from Los Angeles and I've yeah. lived in California my <laughs> yep. whole life voice ever. Yeah. He's like, Manhattan, there's nowhere better. And Manhattan, he's like, I don't there are no other Bronx. <laughs> Staten Island. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh boy. Uh but yeah, so she, you know, says thanks but no thanks to to Harley This Bill. fucking creep. And, it's a yeah. great place to be a general practitioner down here in Bluebell, Alabama. And well, she fast forwards us to, here. to the next portion, which is like she gets her dream job at this hospital in New York City with her boyfriend, who she's been with for all of med school. And then everything starts to fall apart because he breaks up with her because that he's work. like, you keep trying to talk about surgery and not about like, how was your day? And then the chief of medicine she goes complaining to and is like how come i didn't get the you know the cardio fellowship i was the best you know heart surgeon potentially here and he's like he said quote if you want to be a heart surgeon you've got to work on your own and then she I said do i do cardio five times a week yeah and he was like yeah. you know what i'm not like that the worst uh, exposition out of all the shows we've seen so far i yeah uh, m- my Probably. only my only explanation for how this happened. My headcanon. They shot an hour-long pilot. Yeah. And they had 20 minutes of her in New York. Yeah. And then they realized they didn't have an hour slot. And they're like, okay, cut all of the New York stuff. It's all a flashback as she's on the bus. We'll do it in two. Yeah. Because it's like, a, a another show would have spent half the first episode in New York as her life falls apart. And not have her be like, you're probably wondering why I'm next to this guy who smells like fake cheese. And I'm like, no, I'm not wondering that at all. Yeah, it's it's crazy to start with a montage. But Stephen, I will disagree with you. Uh, Duchovny getting punched in the face uh, no. is worse. That was more entertaining. It was not. So she's advised to go into general practice so that she can actually treat patients face to face and learn how to develop a bedside manner and not. Yeah, because it, it was stressed that it was stressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were, this show immediately shots at house like you can't. You have to view people as as people or you have uh, patients as people, not as problems you have to solve. This is you don't a even WB. Know the WB. This that is guy Fox. You saved. Yeah. You, that woman asked you to read her a Nicholas Sparks book, and you were like, ah, oh, Nicholas Sparks? If it's good enough for John Cassavetti's son, it's good enough for you. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to her, yeah, on the bus to Bluebell, uh, where the nearest stop is still three miles away from city limits. 
So she gets out. Which and she still gets off. When the, she's supposed to be New York savvy surgeon. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to get also, off the bus. Also, it's weird because when we arrive at Blue Home, like, that would be where the bus stop would be. Yeah. Like, nope, no, no, no. You put the field. bus stop on County Road 64. Yeah, just to fool people who are trying to get there but who aren't, like, true believers yet. Yeah, like no, you said, you, know how, you said this Lavelle, is a horror movie setup, and like yeah. so far, there is a lot of that. Yeah, about you're actually right. Scott Porter, that town from Big Fish. Scott Porter you know engineered works? that other backwards. bus stop uh, specifically for meat cutes, and he forgot to take it down, so the yeah. bus still stops there. He forgot, Scott they, Porter. They, Scott he Porter, forgot to end up together with her too. Scott, I was going to say Scott Porter up. forgot to do a lot of things in this show. <laughs> but yeah, Scott Porter. Things that he forgot to do. <laughs> Forgot to tell somebody he's engaged. Forgot to spell out a name in candles, which leads to the entire conflict of the final episode. Ah, uh, low stakes. What beautiful a, what television. A, what, a, what a wonderful mess. But yeah, she gets stakes. picked up, and you're expecting like a guy to join them who then cuts himself with a glass and then marks the car with blood so that <laughs> she can uh, wind up with the Sawyer family. But instead, she just she gets picked up by Jason Street himself, who. Reveals to her that he also lived in New York once, although he's from here, but he was a, a big city lawyer for a while. And also Dude, he has did a Marine driving his back car, there. so he might be an ex-Marine or something. But the I way, Yeah, I was going to say, the way Scott Porter says Tribeca was he didn't live there. intoxicating. <laughs> no, he lived there He lived Tribeca. there right next to Robert De Niro. Yeah, it was him right. and Bobby. <laughs> he owned a condo like, in Tribeca, which is how you live there. <laughs> and, then, and then Robert De Niro was like, actually, I need this. I need this real estate too, and then bought it from him. And he's like, "All right, cool." I guess, I guess I'm going back to Bluebell, Alabama. Me. I'm going back to what you might call purgatory, but I'll tell you, it's a wonderful place to be. You know, everyone here is nice. It's, it's a. I can't tell if this show is genuine or deeply cynical. This show is like Forrest Gump for me in that same way. Of, I'm not sure if this is one of the most cynical pieces of art ever made or one yeah. of the most genuine and I just don't know who it's I am. Genuine I but has a cynical. terrible understanding of it because yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's written by like a, a northeastern Jewish woman being like the simple folk down south. Right. Like, they're nice yeah. but they're yep. stupid yeah. and racist. Yeah, that's why I'm like it might be actually incredibly cynical. <laughs> yeah. I also for, I forgot an important thing which is like the reason why she took my she's going to Bluebell in particular, she kept getting letters from Harley Wilkes for years uh, about this coming to So she was like, man. this fucking freak who yeah, has been pestering like, me for years. Me. Like, I have a guaranteed job here, so I'll <laughs> this take it nice for a year. This nice old man is how they actually treat it in the, in yeah. the show. Cause she's basically doing a study abroad in, on the Gulf Coast. And remember, she gets into town, immediately goes to his office, and discovers uh, his assistant, who informs her, informs her that Harley Wilkes has been dead for four months. But she kept sending... <laughs> Harley Wilkinson didn't send those postcards. Why, he's been dead for years. Yeah. More set up to a horror movie. Yep. He, she, this would be so much better as a horror movie. Yeah. And also... we do here, as you know, we fix these shows based on very little context. We come in and we're like, uh, we're like it's in um, Studio 60 on the Sunset script where they would look at a script for one line and go, huh, this is funny, this is great. Like, they were able to read a whole scene. That's mm. what we do with this show. You give us a snippet and we're like, no, no, no. Don't do it like this. You'll never make a dime. <laughs> so, 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 so she says he's been dead for four months. His dying wish was for me to send you more postcards and also to will you half of his business. And she yeah, didn't that leave. seems normal. That seems good to me. Wait, like the 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 secretary? No. What? I'm saying at this point, if you're Zoe, you oh. leave. <laughs> yeah, so I thought you were saying. she's already down there. 
Might as well take it. Travis, you're the most likely one to see this. Uh, well, uh, to see, have seen this while pulling up like you know notes and context on the show. Did you see that the secretary, like the second most important character in the pilot, was Gets only in one off. more episode? Yes. I did, because yeah. she had obligations for what show? Last Man Standing. Ah, uh, yes. Huh? And let me tell you, if you had obligations to Last Man Standing, they fucking collected. Caitlin Deaver was on that show for years. <laughs> years. <laughs> they wouldn't let her escape. Well, because the show wouldn't die, because any time that it got canceled, they'd be like, the the libs did this, and yeah. then move it, or whatever. So it's like... Yeah. It, fucking it brilliant. To- mod- like, I was saying the other day that I, if I ever am, like, hard up for cash, I'm gonna write, like, a I'm a millennial, but I think cancel culture has gone too far, or whatever article. Like, I'd say yeah. that for 50 bucks. Yeah. Do an interview, fucking- do a little interview circuit, and then you got a couple months rent right there. Caitlin Deaver okay, is yeah, still on, appearing on Last Man yeah. Standing. She was in Booksmart. Yeah. Let her go! You can have a show live forever. <laughs> Ever, if you convince people that the libs it, are it, it makes liberals sad, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so she has been willed half of this practice. Uh, the other half belongs to a doctor named Brick Breland, who is currently out hunting. So played by played by Tim Matheson. T- yeah, played by Otter himself. Yet another Animal House alum. Yeah, uh, played by the movie. vice president on West Wing. Uh, Long time vice president. Vice president Otter. Um, yeah. And it's the, he's the vice president until they replace him with Gary Cole, I think, is the person who becomes the vice wow. president afterwards. Who himself was on Veep, but was never playing Veep on it. Um, so the assistant whose name I don't I don't know what her fucking name is. Uh, Nancy she, Travis. Nancy, well, the actress, Nancy Travis. Yeah. Uh, takes her around town and tries to help her get her bearings and Bluebell. And so What's her last name. Yeah. Uh, my next note here is someone said the line one avocado short of a cob salad. Um, uh, that was definitely uh, Zoe, I, but I don't I remember who said it note. about. Uh, she said it when talking about um, Harley. Harley Wilkes. Okay, Har- I almost said Harlan Williams, and I was like, that <laughs> no. is not right. Harlan Ellison. But uh, boy, would it be good if Harlan Williams was her father. So what's he up to? So the secretary woman takes her on a little tour of the town because there's, I don't know. And she sees a, she sees a lowly convention walk by Fuck and off. is judging them for wanting to dress, you know, in that sort of way. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all sexist here. Women are, we're in the Stone Age sort of stuff. Because we and, wear sundresses uh, in a place where it's hot and they're very practical <laughs> items of clothing. I feel <laughs> like you're doing the like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a lolly convention, a lolly convention. Ironically, but I think that's also the only way you can actually view that. Like, if you saw that in the abstract, that scene, you would not think, these are Southern Bells. You would be like, oh, this is a weird anime fans. So that's the only thing I've ever been exposed to, is the problem. <laughs> yeah. As far as just, like, people dressed like that, it's been a bunch of weird weebs yeah. going out to, I don't know, have tea parties. Yeah. These are exactly the same thing. So you are holding up two. They're, we- they're weebs for they're weebs for the uh, Confederacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Confederate yeah. weebs. <laughs> Don't put that on weebs, man. I <laughs> uh, can put anything on weebs. Robert E. Lee's on. <laughs> they're, no, they're no, named, they're senpai. No. Robert E. Lee senpai. 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 <laughs> Robert E. Lee sensei. They're named after. They're named. <laughs> that convention type type is named after like a book about pedophiles or no. a pedophile. Like it's fine to put this on weebs. No, I I I I'm fine with that part. I guess it's just that I now I'm just crushed. 
I'm crushed by the phrase Robert E. Lee Sensei. It's I took a massive psychic the, damage. The great to Confederate that Otaku. Let's start call let's start calling Confederate cosplayers uh like I, I cosplayers. Love I mean already. You just did. Story. You just did. What yeah. they call themselves are Civil War reenactors, calling them Confederate cosplayers. I'm not even talking about the reenactors, oh, okay. I'm talking about people who go around with flags. Yeah. Yeah, they're otakus for Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for a culture that no longer exists. But yeah, but then Zoe sees these Which women is, and like uh, goes, "Buh! They like the Confederacy in Alabama? Don't they know it's 2011?" And we're like, "Buddy!" And they're like, "Heritage, buddy!" Not and then yeah, she's introduced to important character Lemon Breland. Sorry, I just want to get this out before we go on. The night they drove Dixie Senpai down. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> the band were otakus just for general they, you know, yeah. early America for a bunch yeah, of Canadians. Yep. And Levon. And Levon. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with... Levon Hayes. Levon Hayes. We <laughs> have mayor Le- Levon Helm. I mean, yeah, she goes to meet the mayor... And then Chris Williams going... opens the door, and he's the biggest man. They frame him like <laughs> a giant. He's the largest person in this town by far. That's why and he's the mayor. It's also she's going to live That's in the mayor's pl- plantation. She knows that, but she doesn't know like who the mayor is. So she assumes it's some old white dude. And he opens the door. And she instantly recognizes him as a former <laughs> New York Giants linebacker from the face from football, the sport where it's the hardest to recognize people by face. Hey, she just if knows you're, if you're if you're good enough. If you're good Maybe. enough, people and recognize you. But like you might just be like that guy looks a lot like. The, like he may have been on ads. Travis, he may have been on ads. Travis, he's just Michael Shanahan. You would recognize him. Not Shanahan. Wait. Michael I Strahan. Mean, Strahan. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Everybody recognizes oh, Michael, Michael Strahan. Strahan. Yeah. I mean, he also yeah, hosts you, a daytime you, talk also, show. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. He's, that's who he but is. But maybe he did. He it, hosts. Yeah, no, he said yeah, he, went, like, he went straight from the NFL to being mayor of this town. I'm wondering. Maybe, okay, she, maybe he was an ad. Maybe she learned but, that. Maybe she heard the name first and was like, that's funny. That's this guy, yeah. that, a football player I like tearing up and then instantly. Also, but otherwise like, I'd be like, that guy looks like if Calvin, Strahan, if I went to a mayor's house and Calvin Johnson opened the door, I'd be like, a weird thing to complain about. I'd be like, that guy looks dude, like Calvin Johnson, do, but I wouldn't. Again, a really weird thing to complain about. Travis, Michael Strahan, you're like, yeah, he hosted a daytime talk show or daytime talk show. He hosted a daytime talk show because he was Michael Strahan. <laughs> yeah, but they don't like, just give those people daytime talk shows. They were like, "You're like a charismatic New York." But celebrity. if he then Let's was the mayor of your podunk town you just moved to that you'd never heard of, you wouldn't immediately be like, "That's definitely Michael Strahan." You'd be like, that guy "Yes, you would. I would." If I saw Michael Strahan, I'd be like, "Wow, Michael Strahan. He's very recognizable." Chris Williams has a yes. face that yes. I would say that can't be a different guy. You will never. You will never say. You will never say. Wow, that guy looked like Cress Williams. Because what happened is <laughs> that guy was Cress Williams. Anyway, and he goes, and he's he also goes, like six foot three. Yeah, and like it's not it's not a different guy who looks you like him. You go up to Cress Williams and you're like, oh my god, I loved you. And then can I get you to sign something? And then he would slouch. look at you. Yeah, he would look at you and go, "Your crumbs to me, boy," and then push you away. His facial very, hair in very. this is some of the most. He has the reverse John Waters going on. <laughs> 
Where so, it's just on a bottom that has nothing. I'm just, yeah. picture, I'm just picturing Travis like walking up to Bobon or like some or like like we're okay, out. He's seven and Bobon's foot three. over there. <laughs> and he's like, that guy looks a lot like Bobon. Just like he looks kinda like him, you know? If he was if I went to the mayor's house of a small town and Bobon entered the door, I would be very Steven is Steven is one of those guys on Facebook who posts like met Johnny Depp last night and it's a guy who doesn't look anything like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Anyway, he's former I think New York Giants star Levon Hayes and former Alabama five super five Pro Bowls and then he's like only four and she's like well you got robbed on the last one and he's like I like Pro Bowl who cares and he probably does it probably cost him a couple hundred thousand dollars maybe and he speaks in the third person. Would Pretty you cool. not, if you were a former New York Giant who is now no, a mayor no. named no, uh, I, I wouldn't. LeVon Hayes? I would not. He's the mayor, and he's like, he shows her her new living quarters, which are this like shitty guest house that's on the plantation land. With You could make that house pretty cute pretty easily. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's clearly just like 100%. no one's been taking care of this. So he shows her the, the guest house and is like, you have a neighbor over there, his name's Wade, like, and... There's not of the a lot famous of power Jacob here. If your Wade. curling iron is on at the same time as his air conditioning or whatever, like there will be a power outage or whatever. But and watch out for Burt Reynolds. And I was like, is this show gonna have Burt Reynolds have a guest appearance? I wild. I was so hopeful that it meant that like Burt Reynolds was going to be appearing as like himself in some weird reoccurring cameo thing, like what I think he did in Archer. I cannot be uh, the only one. He showed one that up. He showed up for this. one episode of Archer, but it was like after years and years of the Burt Reynolds references. Fuck. I called Wait, this being fuck. an animal so like immediately. So she goes and she goes over to meet her neighbor. He's playing the Black Keys version of "Have Love Will Travel" on Rock Band with some woman, and when they stop playing, the song keeps going. So I can only assume they were actually just listening to that song and playing Rock Band on mute. <laughs> some some <laughs> some women. There was a woman with drumsticks too. Yeah. Uh, were there, were there, okay, was there are more we than one? I know one was playing drums, but... Are we to understand that the power went out? I'm just saying he was with two other women. Because they were sucking too much power because of rock, rock band? band? Yes. Yeah, man, That's that external hardware... This is, like, such a perverted version of the, like, oh, there's a band with, like, a bunch of tube amps rehearsing next door so the power is getting sucked there. They're playing a video game! I was so disappointed when she walked in and there was... Some like you know, quasi scuzzy white guy because I was like, oh, this is gonna be the romantic triangle. You should date Cress Williams. Every character yeah, on yeah. this one should be like, let's go after that guy. I feel like realistically, the like climber surgery lady would go after the football player. Yeah, it's like, how do I become a New York doctor? What if I was married to a New York giant? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe right. she does go after him, but he's not interested. It could happen. You I know, feel like this I show paired, like from skimming Wikipedia, I think the show paired everybody at some point. It, I got that vibe, but it feels like based on the finale, or based on yeah, the finale and earlier in this episode where he's like, Lemon, she's like, oh, what are you doing at my engagement party, Mr. Mayor? And it's like, okay, what's the, what? Yeah, so you guys yeah. had had a thing? And then, like, with there being the thing at the end, you know, with them being endgame, you're just like, okay. Uh, 30 Rock ruined this dynamic for me. It really sucks to watch the show where multiple times someone goes, Lemon, and it's not, <laughs> yeah. it is not Alec Baldwin. Yeah. But yeah, so she's she's introduced to 
to Wade Kinsella uh, of American Football and Captain Jazz fame, and he is kind of a dick, and then she leaves, uh, and then is confronted by an alligator, and then is probably saved from the alligator by George, uh, the Scott Porter character, uh, who informs her that the gator is named Burt Reynolds because he's like because because yeah, he, he, because Mayor Levon Hayes' favorite movie is Smoking the Bandit and not Gator apparently should have been the easy the easy pull but also it would have been too archery I guess <laughs> but yeah. I I would just like if she had guessed like oh Smoking the Bandit's favorite movie it's like no actually it's this he just loves Bur- it, Boogie Nights yeah I'm very <laughs> impressed <laughs> he loves Boogie Nights actually. I'm very impressed that the mayor has trained the gator to follow commands and not just from him. Because at one point, Scott Porter's like, go on. And yeah, it's yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Cause it's <laughs> Reptiles well, yeah, are famously he, he, easy to train. <laughs> he milks it, too, because he's like, what happened? Sorry, I have some mud in my ear. And she's like, there's a gator. He's like, oh, my God. And he's like, okay, stay back. Stay back. Bert, get out of here. <laughs> but then he still is just like, listen, you know, with most, because I remember he then is like, you could say thank you because, like, you know, most times when you say someone's, you know, perfectly tight or t- perfectly toned ass, you, you know, you could say thank you for that. He said, yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> she got a great ass. Uh, he, like, slides that one in there and, like, she just, like, pushes right past it. Uh, and it's just like, okay, so we're setting up these two. Yeah, setting up those two. And he's like, small towns have their perks. Like, people will help you out, like, because they know when, you. Uh, when you're not in danger at all. Yeah. So the next Has she day, given the uh, eye test to the blind guy. The yet? next day, I think, is her first day starting. Or she's like, "I'm gonna see some patients." Or I might have been skipping. I don't have notes on it, but at some point, That's she's fine. like, "I'm gonna see some patients." And then her mom calls, and she's like, "I moved to Alabama, and this old blind man, or an, an old man, comes in and is like, there's a mix-up at the DMV. Can you sign this thing proving I can see?'" And while she's on the phone with her mom, he just starts reading off the eye test, uh, and then she signs this. She never just hangs up. Uh, never yeah, heard no. her that she can be like, I'm at work right now. Shut up, mom. Like, I'll call well, you back. Well, because her mom's just like, you're having a nervous breakdown. And she's like, I am not having a nervous breakdown, which is exactly what you say when you're having a nervous breakdown. That's right. yeah. I think this probably also contributed to the this person isn't a doctor vibe. The yeah. whole, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to stay on the phone while this patient does an eye test in front or of me. Or I'm and even going to have my phone result. on me while I'm seeing patients. Yeah. The whole re- ridiculously unprofessional vibe of it all. But yeah. she does look pretty cute in the coat. Sure. I'd get one. Just me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt, you so should get a doctor's coat. She signs that really and really she cute. signs that and goes away. At another another point she sees another patient, um, some mean lady uh, <laughs> yep. who has Terrible was in like a fall or something, uh, that she stitches up and she notices her daughter who the lady's just been insulting the whole time. She's been like, you should give her diet tips because she's overweight or whatever. Uh, she has these weird patches on her face, and um, Doctor Hart notices that and is like, "How long have you had those?" And she was like, "We're moving on. We're going to be see- mm-hmm. we're going to see Doctor Breland in the future. I hope you understand." And the Brick's our only doctor. Yes, that's a man you can trust. A doctor named Brick. Yes. So Doctor Doctor Brick uh, does eventually come back from his hunting Dr. trip and Brick is like, "What the fuck is happening here? Like, I, this was my practice and." Because I guess he was never informed that it was being The guy never left. told him it's like, hey, that? I'm sending a Harley... postcard once a week for four years, and I'm never once going <laughs> to mention this to you. To this, yeah, to this, like, 28-year-old. I'm writing it in my blood. <laughs> listen, listen, Brick. Uh, I thought he was joking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Use a pen. Use I think he didn't expect Harley. her to take it anyway, if nothing else. Um, but he, he gets upset and basically tries to, like, 
get her out of his like doctor territory. Uh, and she event- get like, out of my doctor territory. Yeah. He's running big enough my, he, he, he he's just, on everything. He's just and- spilling IV fluid everywhere like a dog <laughs> pissing. <laughs> he's just come back from hunting. He's pulled out the gun. He's like, draw. Yeah. Uh, Better show. Does she get? Does the drunk stuff happen before the car accident thing? I think it's the result of after. Of like, after, there's yeah. a whole thing. She gets drunk after. Yeah, at some point she just gets confronted by Lemon or whatever because uh, she gave old old man Jackson or Jefferson or whatever the I think it was Jackson the the eye test that she didn't know that everyone in town knows he's memorized the eye test. Uh, I love that everyone knows this. I love that everyone. It's Therefore, it's like on six her. Times. Everyone knows that there's that crazy blind guy, and all he wants is to get his driver's license. Yeah, so yeah. I like that as a character. Yeah, so unfortunately, she you. gave she gave the okay to Crazy Eyes for Mister Deeds to have driver's license, <laughs> and then he hit he hit uh, he hits George Mr. Tucker, and she crazy. has to work on him. And Lemon is like, "You, our our engagement photos are tomorrow. You let my fiance get hit by a car. It's your fault." Do you think they were going to uh, paralyze him? Yeah. That would have been so no, fucking funny. Uh, we just no. love how you act in a wheelchair. <laughs> Can you do it again? We know you have a lot of experience in a wheelchair, and you'll be able to like use it and make it look natural. I gotta say, it's a really journey. a shame that this pilot, this pilot features something that's usually good in a pilot, which is injured Scott Porter yeah. completely squanders yeah. it. It's the only other pilot where I've seen it. Great pilot, but this one you're like, ah. Yeah. Up till this point, it was a it was a batting a hundred percent. Also, this is where she learns. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, that cute lawyer I was flirting with is engaged. That's a little suspect." Yeah, I agree. And then at some being point, a little too flirtatious. And also, at some point, her mom came down and confronted her and was like, "What are you doing That's here?" Not until later. Okay, that is later. Whatever. She's upset by this whole thing and she decides to get drunk. So she goes to a convenience store and picks up some box wine and runs into. The pregnant, or pff, sorry, turns into the daughter of the mean lady from earlier. Uh, you could just call her the pregnant woman. Yeah, I mean, and she reveals I, that yeah, she's did pregnant. Did you apologize for spo- Yeah, did you apologize for, for spoilers? Spoilers like five seconds later. <laughs> spoilers, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even Whatever. spoilers for the pilot. It was, well, I was going to well, say, the reveal is that she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so. Something they start to explore a little bit and then completely balk at, which I understand because this is a feel good show. Uh, is this idea that if you go from New York City being a heart surgeon serving friends of Jeffrey Epstein who can afford heart surgery to Alabama at home? Uh, my okay, I I, I do want to say my my ninety year old not rich grandfather did just have heart surgery. I, I'm talking I, I'm talking New York City wealth is who it seems like. She's doing heart transplants from young children and putting them into old people to give them eternal yeah, life. Yeah, right, that's exactly. Her, that's what her job was. Better show? The job Better show? Yeah. So she goes from doing that to being a, a GP in Alabama, and they start to explore a little bit this idea that, like, in America, in the South, in these kind of communities, like, Everybody is just actively dying because nobody can afford any type of health care at all. Yeah. And nobody has access to any type of health care at all. So nobody knows yeah. what's wrong with like them. Their food, They're just their dying. Their food quality is low. They're uh, just I guess they do. like yeah. the heat is horrible. Like, yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, people are just in poverty, largely, except for some like old land of gentry types. Right. Um, who I, I thought it was interesting. It, it like 
got that a little bit and then it was like i know they can't dive into this but it made me think yeah. about it this this can't explore like rural southern like class issues the way friday night lights did right well <laughs> right. it was also i mean it, was, it has no interest in even doing that right uh, it doesn't need to, to show but. well to, to show how important the medical part of this all was they were gonna have her be a lawyer and then someone at cw was like no 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 no, no. we don't need a law show make her a doctor and they're like okay boom there was no like, oh, that compromises vision. Like, yeah, okay, it's Heart of Dixie. She's a uh, she's a doctor now. Then instead of it being like, you know, habeas Esquire of Dixie. Of Dixie. <laughs> I looked at Stephen. I looked Stephen in the eyes, and I thought he was gonna try. I thought he was gonna like do something. I trusted him in that moment. I looked over. I was like, where's he gonna go? Oh, habeas corpus Dixie. <laughs> But what that tells Habeas me... Habeas Corpus Christi is right there! Habeas <laughs> oh, yeah. Corpus Christi! <laughs> Fuck! I would watch Habeas Corpus Christi. It's this show! <laughs> yeah, but, you know, maybe it'd be better. Anyway, so Mabel, I believe her name was, informed her that she is preg- she's, uh, might be pregnant because she had sex one time with a guy who insisted on not wearing a condom for, for some reason. Because uh, if he, he he just doesn't like the feel, and he and yeah, he's like, we guys. don't do it with a condom. If we do it with a condom, I'm leaving. But yeah, then he left anyways. So she fucked some chotch, uh, and <laughs> uh, might, might be pregnant. And so she, uh, they make a pact that like only her and Zoe know this. Um, <laughs> why is this why so funny? You like this? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked some chotch. Why? Yeah, so anyway, so anyway, this broad, she fucked this church, and I said, why are you getting with this church? I really like the term church. It's fine. Um, it's one of those where it's like, is that like secretly an antique slur? No. I kind of feel like it is. No, Don't it's, not. it's not. It's I know not. it's not, but it's, I know it's not, but if you were just like, wow, yeah, church is like, that's Czechoslovakians, please. <laughs> like, come on, guys. So she gets box wine drunk, uh, and is stumbling We've down all... The- been there. Stumbling down the road, uh, where uh, and Wade comes and and picks her up and says that she's drunk as a boiled owl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's what he said. And, I believe it is what he said, and I was like, "That's a new one." And then uh, they start making out in his car, and then uh, her butt hits the horn of his car, and it plays Dixie, like the Dukes of Hazard, like in the General Lee. And, and yeah, and then she was like, "I can't do this." And then the narration is like, I hit my low point. And she just repeats what we just saw for the last, like, two scenes. Just yeah. tells yeah, us, that... like, in case you missed it, in case you're truly already yeah, you were... fucking around your kitchen. Yeah, you're like... tuned out. You're making fucking uh, <laughs> no, shrimp scampi. Uh, and then you come Delicious back. Yeah, I didn't say it was bad. I'm just saying you're that's what you're your making. one conversation a day with your husband who you don't love anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it every show you guys are like, every person who watches this is the, the most depressed? The most depressed. Most no people are depressed. Okay, I, no next, time I, next time I uh, pick a show, I'm going to pick like one of the really like prestige shows that we all watched, and then we're going to talk about it the exact same way. Like, you're sitting around, you're drinking a paper plane, you're fucking rolling out pasta dough. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in the kitchen for four hours. You watch this show in five-minute increments while you're running and checking temperatures in there. Your sous vide is almost ready. 
to be sous vide. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> your sous vide is almost ready. <laughs> like you're like, honey, the sous vide. <laughs> <laughs> Pull some gray meat out of a gray wet meat out of a bag. <laughs> it's ready. Don't be care- careful. That metal rod gets kind of hot, but not, not too hot. hot. I like to keep it to a consistent 190 degrees. Because the family is robots. Uh, mm, do I you guys like see the 800 now. degree calzone guy on the <laughs> No. I... <laughs> I saw a tweet about a calzone guy, but now, did he say the inside of there's, calzones were 800 degrees? The, the clue was, like, Stefano Ferreira is known for making, like, these, which can get as hot as 800 degrees inside, and the answer goes, a calzone. <laughs> what was the answer? An oven. Oh. <laughs> That's anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> here's that guy's. Here's that name. He's like the only thing that guy could make is a calzone. Am I right? <laughs> could you imagine biting oh, into an God. 800 degree calzone? <laughs> as then like you take a bite and then the sauce moves through flames. your whole body. Yeah, he uses fucking Pokedex logic on his day to day life. It's as hot as the sun. <laughs> I watched this calzone on and it's like 800 degrees. <laughs> Thermometer says 100 flat. Yeah, it's like 800 degrees. I don't know, man. A woman sues Pizza Hut because she can no longer talk because the middle of the calzone was 800 <laughs> degrees. And Pizza Hut and everyone's like, you idiot, of course the calzone's hot. Oh yeah, calzones are hot, idiot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> up it's still McDonald's. It was the McZone. <laughs> Okay, so Zoe gets back home, is confronted by her mother, who's like, what are you doing here? You gotta get back to New York. I kind of tuned out for the rest of the scene. Yeah, who cares? Uh, She's uh, like, Zoe, we're New Yorkers, through and through, you and me, we've never lived anywhere else. We've never known the sunshine of California all our lives. <laughs> Manhattan, We've never Brooklyn, experienced these Staten things. Staten Island, Queens, <laughs> the Bronx. <laughs> These are our, these are our parents. Well, I forget what that reference is. It's to, to Gotti. Gotti, a uh, great film. I One of the best New York you, movies, I would say. I am gonna fight. The city's almost a character. Uh, in it. Do you think <laughs> that Rachel Bilson's character Zoe Hart has ever even been to like has? Do you? What's the closest to Staten Island you think she ever made it? I don't think she's been in a room with somebody. She's more who's likely been to, been to Connecticut Island. than to Staten Island. Oh, she's definitely been to Connecticut. Yeah, I feel like yeah, she yeah. maybe got on the ferry once nope. by accident. Nope. Whole panic. Well, it, she got on the ferry once by accident because, again, she's maybe a New Yorker she was like her whole four. life. She's never gotten confused once. She's known yeah. this land the whole time. Never actually been from California. No. No. So she's like, you're right, Mom. I'm going to go back to New York because this, this place sucks. I'm miserable. This is a horrible idea. And the next day... Uh, she gets a panicked call from Mabel, who's catering at the engagement party for Lemon and George, and is going into contractions, uh, because it turns out she is about to have the baby. She's going into labor, and I so she has to find a way to get there. Just went, worked there. They're just like, wait, what is her whole... Because it's like, you know you're pregnant, right? No time for an ambulance. <laughs> also, she hasn't had a period in nine months, but she didn't know. Hey, I mean, the show, I didn't know I was pregnant, exists, and 
Less sure. or, like Does it though? I don't believe it. Yeah. Does it, Travis? Uh so she's going to labor, so Zoe has to find a way to get to the engagement party of this person whose engagement photos that she ruined inadvertently because she gave a blind man a driver's license. And uh she's not invited not allowed to I can't in. believe I can't believe how non like other than Matt. We're all just like, yeah, I mean, I, I did not groove on the show. What happens? Uh, so, yeah, she, like, gives a blind man a driver's license, and then he hits Jason the street with a car, and it ruins some <laughs> engagement photos. And, like, you tell if me this was, like, if it was presented way more dramatically. Yeah, exactly. Or comedically. If, yeah, if they yeah, had had it, either. It really towed the line in the worst way. Yeah. If they had the lighting of Riverdale, even. It would well, because be... they, they had all, all the needle drops in the show were, like, Rascal Flats instead of what could have been, like, either. <laughs> Which would have been <laughs> signal the comedy or yeah. They didn't need the lighting of Riverdale, Travis, because the lighting in this place is, is no great. Because it's golden hour every yeah. Yeah. single yeah. moment. Yeah. They're walking to get coffee. She's like, "Can you give me?" Uh, a soy latte, and she's like, near soy latte, you can get this 20 miles away, which is ridiculous. It's 2011. Yeah. You trip yeah, anywhere yeah. in America, and you find a fucking soy latte. Yeah. Like, we've colonized the whole country on that. Um, but she can't get into this party, and Cress Williams shows up, and he's like, I'm the mayor, and she's with me. And then you see how much larger Cress Williams is than Rachel Wilson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in this part, I was like, wait, did they know each other previously? Who seems They're tall, but like she just has do. long legs, I think. But she might really Well, be maybe they've three. hung out a couple times yeah. off screen. She lives on his property. Um, yeah, but no, just the interaction between them, I'm like, these seem like people who've had more than a conversation. Ah, Cress Williams is just charming. Yeah. yeah, right. She's able to get into the party and is able to get to Mabel. Uh, yeah, is going into labor, and she's got to. We got to deliver the baby right here in the living room of this house. Uh, I got a slice and no dice time. right here at the yeah, fucking well, engagement like, party. Yeah, well, like Doctor shows up and he's like, "I'll deliver. Like, I can do this. Get me my bag." And then she's like, "No, Zoe's my doctor. Do not touch me." Like, he didn't do anything. He's well, maybe dick. he did. Like she, he, she implies that maybe he did. He like I said something to her or something. Uh, and so she starts delivering the baby, and it's uh, its shoulder comes out first. Yeah, shoulder comes out first. They're like we can't get her C-section, uh, so we've got to perform a symphony. Something really horrifying. Like I was like, yeah, Jesus I, I, Christ! I like suddenly up, a like, TR. Like what the hell? I like looked up like zymphiopathy or whatever. It yeah. was, or not like whatever it was. Um, Zymptiotomy. That's the word yeah. I wanted. Something Sim- like that. Simziotomy, I think was it. Simziotomy. I looked up. I couldn't find anything about it. I wanted to understand what the hell. I they really were doing, didn't want to look it up because I, I didn't want to be presented with whatever images would show. I wanted from to learn it. what it was. Like, uh, it's way too intense for this show. Um, I yeah I I was I was astounded in that part. I was like, wait, is this? They're like, if we like, try and send her to the hospital, we'll lose them both. They will both die in transit. They like, still dropped the ball on the music, here. though. Once again, they could have had some really intense music playing, and they didn't. But they didn't have fucking love story playing in the background on no. this one, at least. <laughs> I wish they did. I wish the whole uh, episode had love story playing in the background, and I would go. You know, this is a mid-tier song in this album, but I welcome the change. But uh, she successfully delivers the baby, and then uh, Mabel's mom comes in and is like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "And Mabel's like, I don't do need not, you yeah, in my never life speak anymore." To me again. <laughs> like, Hell yeah, you are dead to me. You're going, never going near my. You're crumbs to me, mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she punches her mom. Stands <laughs> over her. Says that. Fightyourmom.com. Flicks a cigarette out of her. A better <laughs> site, just rhyming wise. And then 
she's like, dang, at least I did something good for the people of Bluebell, Alabama. Too bad I'll never see them again. But then she gets a call from the secretary. He's like, I have an important thing to tell you about Dr. Wilkes. And she... Did we skip the scene where she meets on the, on the like, dock with Scott Porter? Yeah, but I mean, happened? what is there to that other than he's like, oh, I'm actually engaged. Anyways, yeah. here's the paperwork that you need to sign <laughs> over everything. That's uh, the whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, she meets up with the secretary, gives her this photo of her mom and Harley Wilkes, and she brings it to her mom. And it's A like, photo, by the way, that was taken in 1915, it appears. Yeah. <laughs> a, a sepia-tinged photo where you're like, yeah. It, 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 it was just taken in Mexico. It was the photo from <laughs> The Shining. No, it was taken in Greece, as we learned, because oh, as yeah. she says... When she explains it, she's just like, listen, I was on a cruise. It was Greece. Uh, he's Pierce Brosnan was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colin Firth was there, and he and Stellan Skarsgård were recreating the I'm King of the World scene mm-hmm. from Titanic. Mm-hmm. Meryl yep. Streep was there, but she was Abba. really phoning it in. She was mostly pretty drunk, but God bless Christine Baranski. Fucking bringing it. So... Her mom is like, he's your biological, Harley is your biological father. We met on this cruise. We found out he's your biological father because when you were 10, you fell off the swings and needed a blood transfusion? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't know what she did. Imagine the, the fucking she laceration She got a cut and it was New York. Occurred. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Or, like, I think they were not, she were not needing it, but they thought that she did or something. She fell they, off they were extra cautious. Well, so so you guys, you know, it was one of those New York swings. It was on the 40th floor of the building. <laughs> yeah, she, went right she over landed the top. on a rusty yeah. nail that was yeah. there. Like she got what is she, it yeah. like de-sleeved or whatever? <laughs> De-gloved. Uh, who, <laughs> yeah. who here has seen Virgin Suicides other than me? You remember that part when the first of the sisters in Virgin Suicides commits suicide by jumping out the window and impaling herself on their fence? That's what happened. That's what she did. Yeah. That's what happened. But then got a transfusion. But she survived. Because she was rich. Yeah, because she had a father that cared about her, except then he learned that he's not actually her father, he's just her stepfather, and then he stopped caring about her. Yeah, that is the whole thing that we haven't talked about. She has like a distant relationship with her father who didn't show up to her med school graduation, but she's like a daddy's girl anyway. But he's in Germany. Uh, Yeah, so she decides to stay and, and live in Bluebell and run her practice. And that's the pilot of Heart of Dixie. Yeah, Nancy Travis calls, and it's just like, listen, these two twins. And she's like, they played in Poison Oak. And I was like, why are you talking like you know these twins? You're like, they played in Poison Oak again. I was like, what on earth? You've been here for 20 hours. Yeah. Well, someone mentioned it, and she remembered. Who would watch it? Not me. That's all I needed to <laughs> That's what I needed to so know. So my, my version of winning the podcast is not everybody liking it it's i i'd like to pick one of these where we're all like i would not watch it but i'm glad that i saw the amount that i did that's that's my (laughs) victory that's not this i know sorry matt you didn't thread that needle i know it's a tough (laughs) needle to thread uh i I respect this i respect this choice so far only one of us has won by their own rules so you know we're not all perfect here uh are we ready to talk about yeah i don't know anything Okay, so I don't have nearly as many notes on the finale, so it would be a lot harder to three do times as plot many. synopsis. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I mean, it's also harder for a plot synopsis because this is, again, with like a surrealist film. It's like I walked into the middle of 
<laughs> they, they, it's not no, hard. They, to, you're, you're acting like you're much not, the discreet charm of the bourgeois. I genuinely, like, I genuinely do not know. It wasn't even like I was like, oh, I had that much. It was like I had like two glasses of wine and a cocktail, and I was like, I don't know what's going on in this show. They made this really interesting choice that I thought was a really cool commentary, where they cast the same actress as about eight different women <laughs> and called them all different names and 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 acted like we should know. Jamie King who's who. Annabeth yeah. and Jamie King played Lemon, uh-huh. and she played a bunch of They actually of cast uh, every woman on Bumble. Uh, <laughs> oh! Hey oh hey oh! I was looking through. I was looking through IMDb trivia earlier to try and see if there was any terrible pieces of trivia, uh, and instead there was just something where it was just like, "Lemon and Magnolia are both named after trees." Forty-eight of fifty-six people found this interesting, and I was like, "What? Are you, who are these? What?" Uh, yeah. So, the finale of season four, Bluebell. Uh, after it was announced that you know season four would be its last, like this was a ten episode season, I think. Uh, Same so, thing happened to the OC. Yeah, four seasons. The last season's shorter because they're like, all right, let's uh, let's ru- let's finish yeah. this one up. So and where just we pick like up the OC, is, Taylor Townsend appears. Well, uh, Zoe's pregnant, and Wade was going to propose to her, or so she was going to propose to Wade with some candles that would that say "Marry Me." I'm gonna be party. honest. Gonna be honest, I missed that she was pregnant until she like walked on screen and was clearly very pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Cause, yeah, because it was just the like, oh, she's in like the pool, and, and I was like, yeah, right, yeah. We're seeing then, her from the neck up, and then I yeah. was like, this is a very unflattering dress on Rachel. On noted <laughs> extremely skinny person, Rachel Wilson. It's like, oh, yes, yeah. She just walked in and okay. went, oh, oh, who might have actually been pregnant around this time she was. with Hayden with Hayden Christensen's. Uh, Child. <laughs> Weird to think about. Uh, we love when people get together on the cast of Jumper. Uh, <laughs> How, sorry, I was. Did you guys really enjoy that part where I was able to throw my voice and perfectly replicate Travis's uh, voice? Because that was that was a very huh. me note from Travis. <laughs> this is the thing I learned yesterday. I was looking up Rachel Wilson. I forgot that because I, I I remembered looking that up recently. When there was the photo of Hayden Christensen at the Star Wars park with his uh, kid. And then I was like, right, wow, that kid's old enough to go to Star Wars things. Right, that kid is also Rachel Wilson's. That's weird. Oh. Oh, God, I completely forgot that there was a character in the in the pilot who's also in this, which is like the teen daughter of the hospital yeah, yeah, assistant, yeah. I think, who's the like horrible really journalist. wants to be yeah. a New Yorker who loves Sex and the City. She seems yeah. terrible and awful. The Sopranos, and that's like all what they know about the Northeast. Anyway. But that's important for a note I have. Um, but, so, Zoe was going to propose to Wade with a big candlelit sign that said, Marry Me. And she was doing it at this no. party. Mm-hmm. She wanted it to say, Marry Me, Wade. Me, Wade. Right. And George, just said who set it all up, was just like, well, he knows his own name. What can happen? And the moment he said that, oh, I was like, dude, fuck, classic. yes, what's about to happen? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, LeVon Hayes stole her thunder and proposed to Lemon, LeVon who apparently did used not, to be, who was apparently left at the altar by George at the end of season yeah, one. Yeah, apparently. Huh. LeVon did not steal her thunder. Uh, LeVon, did, LeVon was walking, LeVon Hayes was walking, and somebody put that thunder in his, the bag, and then she opened the bag and she was like, oh my god, is this for me? And he went, yes. <laughs> It is, because it's not like you saw that sign that said, marry me. It's like, we got to go. Instead, he's walking around <laughs> like, Lemon, 
there's something I want to say to you. And then he turns around and there's a bunch of candles that say, marry me, which is an incredible setup for anything. Like, this would be a good, I mean, not curb, but curb-ish sort of thing of just the, like, accidentally proposing because you walked in on the setup for somebody else's proposal yeah. and then you live that lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could have done with a whole season of this plot if it <laughs> yes. had been a yes. better show. Yes. Anyway, God, I have so few notes here, so I'm kind. Of, I'm really winging it. Uh, if you don't have better ones, uh, I mean, uh, we don't listen. Listen, it's fucking hard to Dixie dog. Like my first note on this episode is not a show I expected to have lesbians. See, that's uh, that's your prejudice against the South, Travis, and that's <laughs> what the show was trying to do. Point out your prejudice. The finale is just the is is structured around what so much American. Specifically, oddly romantic television shows love to be structured around, which is a lie. Somebody has done a lie, and they yeah. ha- and the only outcomes that exist once that occurs is either this person needs to keep it a secret forever, which can only work if you're in a longer series. Like yeah. it's like, oh, if this was episode one. It's like we are keeping this lie for a while, or in this case, where it's like the truth is going to come out, and that is the conflict of this episode. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other conflict is that Wade and Zoe don't want to steal their. Think it would be uncouth to then get engaged because they would be stealing thunder. Uh, I love how also, low stakes it is. Yeah. No. So like engagement. Engagement is a concept. It's not a legal thing. You don't yes. need to announce it to anyone. You could very quietly just be engaged and announce it later. But. But I mean, like, I guess she was like, she had a fun idea. She had something she shot was th- sweet. That's gone. Yeah. It got used by somebody else, and now she's like, fuck, well, I I mean, we should get engaged. I don't want to steal the thunder. But that's also just covered because she's like, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't do the candles again. No. She should you know? have just done the candles again. I, 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 I assume we're also all in agreement here. If you were in LaVon's shoes in this, that's your life now. I wouldn't have said it. Yeah. And t- I, like maybe like 10 years in, when it doesn't matter. No, no, like, no. And then it's, it's going that well, can be a like, funny story. Yeah. 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 Never? Never, Never. Or, yeah, years Never. later. Yeah, you're like, I think 10 years in, I would yeah, probably You're just like, this a is... deathbed. This is... You'd put it in your it. calendar for 10 years out. So the plots of this episode are that. Uh, there's there's an engagement party. Uh, it's clear that Rachel Bilson's character has ruined Lemon's engagement party before. Because we saw it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the first episode, yes. Uh, right. When she hit, it's, so hit that's why it's clear. with her own car. Um, As we all know. It's clear. Because we watched that episode. There's... Uh, uh, Scott Porter's uh, long distance relationship with his girlfriend and the fact that she is trying to figure out if he will ever move back to Bluebell. Right. Her name is Annabeth. He lives in Nashville now with four horrible roommates who are <laughs> We're a band? Yeah, I guess they're a band. They're, a, they're, they're four One of them's named dreaded Laramies. Four yeah. dreaded Laramies. I'd watch the spinoff show. Yes, no, George, George what, what, would, what would your name be for George Tucker's uh, Nashville based show? George Trucker's Nashville-based show. Good 100% name. good time, family-based Nashville <laughs> show. Uh, I'd anyway. probably just call it, like, Country Law or something. Country <laughs> Law? But it's not anything to do with lawyers. No, he's Roger. a lawyer. He's a lawyer, yeah. But he's not saying. anymore. He appears to be a manager for these horrific, <laughs> horrific yeah. men. But he's on the side, doing? like, doing 
I don't know, public defender work. It can have a crossover with the show Nashville. You can reunite with Connie Britton. Yeah. Please ignore Nashville also was over probably before this. I don't know. Uh, Uh, They're actually only just going to bring over Chip Easton's character from Nashville. uh, So his girlfriend's name, Annabeth. uh, Yeah, and she's mad about that. Because she's like, I don't want to live in Nashville. My heart, my home is Bluebell. This is the greatest city in America. This is the city from that episode of The Twilight Zone. We can't leave here. Otherwise, they'll send us into the cornfield. Yeah, he who walks behind the rose will not let me leave. Yeah. And we see this fun thing where, like, they're all dancing around a maypole, and oh god! And there's a there's a wicker man in no, the distance. They're talking on the phone, and it's very clu- clear that um, Scott Porter's character has bluebells from not fucking for so long, and uh, and then he comes back. On the official record, it fuck sucks that to be joke. on the other end of that kind of joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I didn't you notice that Travis threw his voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all channeling each other. Um, we find out that uh, Doctor Breland has hired an associate who is basically a mirror image of Zoe from four years earlier, uh, who's just here from New York and is like, I don't speak Alabamian. No. Like, what do you wait, people do down what? here? That's not the assistant. No. The assistant's the, 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 the boy. Wait. Oh. Who's, she, cause then, who's she I do not. I have no fucking idea. Genuinely. Because she's like, what are you doing here? I was so disoriented. That was part of my disoriented thing. I was like, oh my god, they brought in. So that I thought he person- was like a rival doctor for some reason. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold on. There's the boy that's the, there's the young boy yeah. who is the that like boy. rival doctor thing. <laughs> the boy doctor. The, the, two or three, the two or three boys in a trench coat <laughs> playing Doogie a doctor. <laughs> is there. Uh, and But uh, they've also, because yeah, the, the scene, you're talking about the scene where she walks in and there's the woman who's just like, you Alabamans, right, Travis? Yeah. Yes. So that Kurt person is played by Autumn Reeser, who played Taylor Townsend on the OC for the last okay. two seasons. And like Taylor be or Taylor becomes Summer's best friend. Like Taylor is the maid of honor at Summer's wedding. Is the best. I love Taylor Townsend. She's like the best part of the last few seasons of the OC. So I was like, oh my god, she's in this show now. So they get to do that fun thing of like, well, these actors have a previous relationship in some way, so we're gonna bank on that. This is gonna be so much fun. I guess she's been on for a while. Is she getting married to Jason Street? Is she the one who's marrying George? Is that what's going on? And then it's just like, um, nope. Wait, but she's from New York. Who is she? Something with law, I guess. She mentioned we'll something know. about a contract, we'll and then <laughs> yeah, well, then it's just like, we'll and then know. she's gone in a, in a cloud of smoke, basically. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah, she's never not resolved in any way. I yeah. Like, Does she sing at the end? Scene? Everyone did. She probably was there. Some of the stuff that happens is that the little girl who was excited about meeting a New Yorker uh, got into Columbia, and she says something. That I think sums up uh, who this show's audience is supposed to be, or who they like to think they are, which is, we're both strong women who aren't afraid to get a little crazy when it comes to love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually um, am having that custom painted on uh, different uh, pieces of driftwood found in the Gulf Coast, so that you can all hang those in your kitchens. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What else happens? Uh... Everyone who works at the place where they're going to host the engagement party has food poisoning. So every well, Why it not? seems that lemon. Well, actually, it doesn't seem as we all know, as we are all aware. Lemon is uh, lemonade. 
Lemonade is, she's a bit of... She's high maintenance. Yeah, she's, she's high maintenance is perfect for that. And so she's, you know, this engagement party and everyone's like, it's got to be perfect. Not a thing can be astray. And all of these circumstances around it are just a series of cascading failures. The whole wait staff at the spot where it's going to be are under food poisoning. The so, guy who is supposed to do the cannon got sick. And so... <laughs> The Chinese acrobats have all collapsed from heat stroke. It's, it's truly awful. And and the flower girl is drunk. Yes. yes. But so all of this has happened. And so they're just like, oh, my God. You know, Tim Matheson, he's out there. He's running around. He's trying to get anyone to help. And they're all like, no, we don't want to work it. We want to be guests. Eventually, he manages to hire someone who's like, I'm a convenience store manager slash private investigator. And I was like, what's your story, man? Nathan Talks- Fielder-ass <laughs> guest-ass job. <laughs> Back here, Chief Parmesan. <laughs> but yeah, but Lemon is taking all of this in strike. Every time I say Lemon, I'm just imagining yeah, it's Tina Fey. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, it's a problem. Uh, they're trying to salvage it, and she's just like, yeah, no, it's great, everything's great. And everyone is surprised by this. And eventually... You know, to try and cover all of this, though, because they're like, well, we still, we need more time. We can't, she can't see any of these things. Uh, her father, Brick, asks Wade to distract her for, like, a few hours. So, he goes to do that, but because of his own stupidity and that he parks ever so slightly over the line, I guess, or maybe he was parked in a handicap space, I'm not really sure. I don't, gets, know, I don't know if they say why he Yeah, he just, booted. like, looks at him and goes, mm, that's my stupidity. How do you get to the point where you get booted in a small town like this? Like, how many unpaid Listen, yeah, do you have? I mean, maybe maybe that's the thing with his character is... That's, Probably some you know, fucking small business tyrant who has a private booting system. That's true. That's oh, the so way it's great. I got, it's I got booted from this way once. Oh. Yeah, she's just like, no, it's cool. There's a boot on the car. I'm happy. I'm in love. This was all for me. And he's like, would you mind if... We stole your thunder? And she's like, no, I would be honored to share my thunder with you. Maybe my best friend. I'm not really sure what the relationship here Doesn't is. Doesn't matter. We'll never know. Doesn't matter. She's in the bridesman yeah. party. She's, but. What? What? The bridesman? <laughs> she gets invited to be in the bridesman party. Well, I was talking about Wade. Anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> this goes on. At some point, so after, uh, Zoe, Zoe going to, okay. We talked about the Zoe, like, she's just she like, went oh, to, Well, to she York. goes to visit Harley's grave and very conspicuously is like, this baby's not due for another three and a half weeks. Yeah. I love that I keep that saying jinx. that out loud to people. I love that jinx of just like, this can't be happening. Uh, no one's ever had a baby at three weeks. Like, that's not even that premature. But yeah, so she she keeps getting delay, de, delayed. Uh, not she, but Lemon keeps getting delayed on the party. You know, um, Zoe arrives. She's you know deeply uncomfortable because she's going into labor, uh, but she's not the most uncomfortable person at the party because Cress Williams is because everyone is just like, tell the story of the engagement again. <laughs> One woman literally says, "I'm a cold-hearted witch," but that brought me so much warmth and joy as he tells this lie. Is this he, where they transition into a scene by cutting to a guy saying, that's not a squirrel. That's my wife. That's my wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's during the party. It is during this, yes. Cress gets tired, though, of living this lie. Lemon finally arrives. She's like, this is a wonderful party. And he's like, that's great. Well, what if I told you that it is predicated upon a small lie? Why did he have to do that then? Because uh, he, he, he was overwhelmed. He can't lie. Yeah. 
He wasn't built for this. This is probably one of many times during this scene where they kiss, you know, like people in love kiss. How have we not talked about this yet? <laughs> they kiss so weird. <laughs> They're yeah. always like, mm, yeah, yeah. I love you. It's like it's like no one who's in love has ever they, kissed like that in the history of love. Kiss, they kiss like the actors hated each other. Yeah. And it was, yeah. they were like, this is yeah. the minimum amount we of We have contact. to do it. Absolutely. They kissed, they kissed like Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler. Two people who could not stand each other. <laughs> Who had to do these things? They scenes. kissed for one second and they filmed yes. it from a million angles. <laughs> they and then she goes to the hospital. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah her the water day is, breaks because this is the finale of a series. Uh, right. The day is saved. Has to be on the bingo. The day is saved because yes, Lemon goes out to talk to it's them the about fucking this free space and apologize for like stealing their um, thunder. You know, be like well for stealing their proposal. She says, "No, it's your party. It's your day." It's not, you know, and then she, her water breaks, she goes, actually, I think it's this kid's stay. And then they are rushed to the hospital, where if the whole episode was around the rushed wedding at the hospital, I could, I could be into that. I liked, I liked the idea of this. It was fun watching them run yeah. around. So, sure. so she calls, she calls her mom who lives in the iPad, and, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay. And so that she can be witness to the birth and the wedding. What, what happens first is they're in the hospital bed and they're talking and she's like, ah, you know. You're only two centimeters right. dilated. Yeah. Like you, like, it's going to be a while. Got a while to go. Yeah. Do you think so they were going like, to do a callback where they had to also do the like razor blade me. thing? That would be uh, wild. If, yeah, if they're just like, what a what a whimsical time we're gonna have here. You're gonna get married in the wedding, and then like you're gonna get and married the, in the, the entire in the, town's in the gonna right be there. standing in the room yeah. as they slice and, then, like, and the dice doctor, your vagina. The doctor, yeah, the doctor walks in like mid the wedding is just like, if we don't act now, we can lose the mother and the child. <laughs> and people are still just like, oh, what a wonderful whimsical time. She's like, she's like, oh, we have to do, get married first, and he's like, you can't, it, it won't happen. You're not gonna make it. She's oh, like, I'm oh, gonna oh, make it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, Wade walks out and he's like, "All right, everyone," because she's like, "Oh, the family's here," and then it's like Wade's whole family, the whole town, no one, everyone refuses to leave, and so they get tasked, you know, find flowers, to find something borrowed, something old, something new, something blue. I said that in the wrong order. Who cares? If uh, people strong arm their way into this while I was gonna give birth. And they wouldn't leave, and I was their wait, doctor. Wait, 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 wait. Also, wait, hold on. But Matt, you're also the doctor. If I, were, if I were, if I were everybody's like doctor, that we were talking about earlier. I would, How uh, is this possible? I'm just saying, everybody in the town would mysteriously fall ill over the course of the next year. Uh, what? If they did this to me, if I was trying to have a fucking baby, oh. and they were like, "We have yes. to be in this room." <laughs> yes. It, it was at this moment where I was like, are babies and weddings like it? Is that yeah. it? Is that, yep. is that what That's life is? That's all life is building it, to. Is well, that there are two types of show. There are two types of show. There's a sh there are shows that believe kids and weddings are it, and there are shows that believe dying is it. Yeah. God, yes. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little bummed you cut him off. Steven felt like he was about to start spiraling, and I wanted to see where that was going to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, is that it? Is that it? And I was just like waiting for him. Like, is that what I'm supposed to do with my life? Because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Is that what you expected? Like, it felt like it was like we were on the door, and I was like, so what? If I don't get married and I don't have kids, then I then I missed the most important part of life. I'm important. 
a two, just me myself, you know. Uh, but um, <laughs> you're getting it like like weird Morty vibes in this. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm. But going like with like this. almost like post pubescent Morty. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I don't know where I'm going with that one on the voice. Uh, I did like though in the part where Wade is like conscripting the whole town when he looks at George and Annabeth because they've had the blow up because she thought that he when he was like come back to. You know, we're not going to be distanced forever. She was like, yeah, he's going to move back. And then he's like, yeah, she's going to move to Nashville. Which is but the correct thing is, to do. Uh, uh, I don't like Nashville. Do you no want one to should, live? No one should move to Nashville, but I would rather live there than live in Bluebell, man. Yeah. I don't know if I could live at a bachelorette party every day of my life. That's fair. It's a bachelorette party, but it's also the same city the Diarrhea Planet came from. So Nashville True, is a place right. with a place with layers. Na- na- you might say Nashville contains multitudes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, and so, it contains Scott Porter, but, who you're in love uh, with in this scenario. I, I, just like, I like that Wade right. is just like, hey, I don't know what's going on with you guys right now, but I'm going to be honest, it's not more but important fuck you. what's happening in there. We don't care. So go, yeah, yeah. go take care of this elsewhere. I need you guys to do this stuff now. Yeah. Uh, and I just like that, like, just honestly, like, I don't, like, basically, I don't Doesn't matter. give a shit about your personal <laughs> problems. I don't, I don't care. My wife, Who are my you? soon-to-be wife is about to give birth. Go fucking get some flowers. And Cress Williams is so moved by this that he's like, Lemon, I want to propose for real this time. And I had set up this whole elaborate proposal with some twinkle lights and your grandmother's ring, but that moment's gone. So here's just your grandmother's ring. And she's like, oh my God. Well, as he stops yes. the car, gets out, goes to the other side, opens the passenger door yes. to kneel down and do it, which is amusing. And then the priest who's in the back of their car starts crying. He's like, I just love he these weddings. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just love You don't love. have to witness an engagement. You do in this world in where you can be officially engaged, apparently, because that's what they make it sound like. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a magical binding thing. And then can we talk about the 120 FPS iPad now? Yes. Now <laughs> yes. we can get. Now we can get to. But it wasn't an iPad. It was just a generics, a blank screen, effectively <laughs> held up the thing. that they yeah. put. That they put the highest quality video I've ever seen in it's my like life. It's like the ads for the ads for Facebook Portal or whatever are like this too, where it's just like that's not what it, it doesn't look that way. It no, never you guys did not. You Nothing did not. has ever looked like that. It was somehow crisp. Standing in the middle of the room, there's there's like film lighting in every corner that you can't see. I've yeah. seen. I saw one person in life. I wasn't even like me directly seeing it, but had a Zoom setup of this quality, which was there was some, it was early in the quarantine, and there was some tribute to some director, and they had a bunch of directors on Zoom, mm. and Wes Anderson's setup was exactly what you would expect of it, where he's sitting like directly in the center, the lighting's <laughs> immaculate, like it was just God. like, he was like, for 20 minutes before, it was just like, let's just adjust this part. And she's standing in the middle of the room, like like she had a camera set up on top of her TV that she's talking to. And That's no such an old person like, thing to do. My grandparents <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> at no point does she run into any problems. And yes, it is it is at, it is, it is 144 refresh rate on this thing. <laughs> she <laughs> lives inside the iPad. <laughs> That's just her. That's her whole contribution, yeah, their contribution is they're like, don't worry, you don't have to stop fil- filming Last Man Standing to come down here. You just you're here to contribute. Wait, oh, you get a rabbi. That's not the to. person who was fil- on Last I Man Standing. I already forgot who. Oh, is it the, it was the secretary? The secretary was not in the show at all. Yes, right. the secretary. Yes, that the was mom, the one who left. Yeah, 
whatever. Her mom, yeah, all she does to contribute is be like, you're half Jewish, you can get a rabbi in Alabama. No, it's, it's, not, it's, up, not, it's not, you're half Jewish, you can get a rabbi. It's, you're half Jewish, you have to get a rabbi. You have to get a rabbi. I looked it up, Alabama is 0.2% Jewish. Hey, um, listen. That's you know, just probably, well, probably most of that would be around Birmingham. Um, but and luckily, there was a Jewish uh, rabbi. There was a rabbi. Who a was guy as Jewish surgery. as this in this town would be run out with a fucking pitchfork just on his appearance. <laughs> that was my take from this dude <laughs> showing Jesus. up. But they would have pogromed the fuck out of this guy <laughs> in the 21st century Alabama. But he happens to be there for kidney surgery, and where he's apparently already open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they won't let him put his pants back. No, it's just, yeah. that, he's, it's just that he's not wearing anything. I Travis, choose to believe it's, Travis, he has an open, Travis, he has an open position. Travis, <laughs> that's my truth. Travis. That's my belief. Is that what you thought he was like? Just don't look at him from behind because like, he's mid surgery. <laughs> yeah, it was like they, it was like it was like season six. Yeah, it's like season six. Tony just comes out. He's got an open wound. Don't look at his back. I mean, they're probably saying that because again, in this town, they're like, don't look at his back. That's where you can see his like devil wings that he has back there. But uh, devil he wings. Sh- he shows up. It's dumb demons, demon wings. <laughs> no, that's a thing. So yeah, I just feel in like some, was, in I, some I, I, yeah, interpretations. Okay. I would just be like, that's where his tail is. Mm. That feels more like a sure, demonic trait. Uh, uh. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll marry them, and they do. And well, and no, 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 no. They're like, all right, and then they're like, no, you're going into labor now. You do not have time. The, and she's the like, we'll first, do it on yeah. the way. We'll do it on the way. Yeah. And they start walking down the hospital hall, and the, uh, all of Cress George's Williams. roommates... Okay, yeah, yes. go ahead. Well, I was just going to shout out to Cress Williams for his amazing ability to walk backwards, apparently, because he is doing this effortlessly while, like, keeping up with someone being sped into the delivery room. And she's, like, in painful, like, throes of labor, delivering her vows perfectly. Yeah. She's trained her whole life for this moment. Unfair. And then the song starts, right? No, well, then it's Isn't it like... Going no, down they the have the baby, hallway? they name it TBD. Okay. It's everyone's in the room. Like, so they're in a room and then they wheel They do they not let her. you do this in a maternity ward. They do not, so, they do not. Everyone's in, their, no. everyone's in her room and then they wheel her in with the kids. Oh, this is pre-9-11. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so they wheel her... And with the child who they're like, this is TBD. And I was like, oh, they're going to name him after her father that but she never, never knew. Established. But then it's never established. So canonically, per the rules of film, that child's name was established as TBD. We were introduced oh. to this knowledge and nothing occurred in the world, in the yeah. universe of the film that, or, yeah. or of the show that contradicts with that. So the child's name was TBD. So what happens in the graveyard that we skipped? She's just, she's, what happens in the graveyard is she's like, this baby's not due for three and a half weeks. That's the only thing that happens in the graveyard. I I kept thinking that her dad was going to walk up behind her and we were going to find out that he faked his own death. What? (laughs) Why would that have happened? Because I thought he faked his own death in the pilot. How do you? Think? I, I thought I thought that the father's I thought that the father's soul was gonna be born in the baby, like it was gonna come out of the grave and sort of become. <laughs> that, you, you I'm way more floored by that. That is crazy. <laughs> you know what's my favorite part about it? This isn't Stephen building on the bit. Stephen said that last night. I did. Stephen said that's, that's crazy. Her soul, and I was like, what? no. Clearly, the dad faked his own death. 
That's not clear or true. She was going to the graveyard to finally kill her vampire boyfriend, and not to that. How good would it have been if, while she was just like, this baby's not due for three and a half weeks, and then like a skeleton's hand yeah. shoots out of the grave and grabs her ankle? It would have been sad. No, it instead, just comes out to just feel her stomach and feel the kick and be like, oh, uh, cool. Instead, <laughs> instead, the horrible band. Uh, oh, the children arrived. <laughs> and they're like, we've, we've practiced that song you told us to do earlier. And then they start playing. And then it turns in into a flash mob. No, 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 no. Flash mob is doing this a disservice. This turns into like when Slumdog Millionaire is like, no, 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 we're still a Bollywood movie. Here's the whole, here's everyone doing here's a dance thing. number. Yeah. Do an original song. This was La La Land for a moment. And yeah. that moment was the end of the show. They, and I, I loved it because this was disorienting. And it was disorienting. Because of the rules <laughs> really of this show, was. because of how this podcast is structured, for all we know, they this could be doing every episode. musical episodes for seasons. Yeah. And someone gives birth every episode. It's a procedural about childbirth. <laughs> it happens in every episode I watched. Yep. Uh, yeah, this musical number really hurt me inside. I looked, I asked Steven, You did this! I asked Steven this, and I was just like, do you think if at the end of this, it just popped up and said, eat fresh, Subway, you would have blinked an eye? Because it's extremely <laughs> like an ad. Oh my god, he said that, and I was like, this is the most ad-like it was thing just, in a yeah, show. Because yeah, yeah. they're like smiling, and they're, they're, they're all I loved how bad way. the dancing was when there's the big overhead shot. There's some people who are just like, that was, don't know what don't I'm know sorry, what to do. I'm sorry, Travis. They're like they're doing what? Someone's definitely doing the Wicker Man like arm swinging dance. From yeah, the end. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I saying Sumer is coming in. So yeah, I I was actually like give all these actors awards for acting like this wasn't the worst thing they've ever done. Like they, <laughs> all, look, the, they all look genuinely happy to be. It doing was this. unambiguously, unironically, the best part of these two episodes. For you. It I mean, just from being such a curveball. Yes. Like, it was delightful after all of this because it was so disorienting. It was so bizarre. Because I'm glad it like, happened, already. but I did not like it. They were like, here's a musical number. We're like, okay. And they're like, it, calls, it tells you everything that's going to happen. It's like, we, it goes on for like three minutes. We got, we got a wedding yeah. in the musical number. We got two weddings in this episode, one of which happened entirely in song. And Chris Williams out there hitting the falsetto. Yeah. yeah. Chris Williams sounded good. A uh, lot of lot of vocal tuning going on. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Porter just like yeah, let me sing, let me add him. I was in an acapella group at UCF. Tell me why. Tell me why this ending isn't at least as famous as the Six Feet Under ending. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I'd say quality level. This is definitely better than that. I would love if all these characters were shown dying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of Dixie. Shard of Dixie, as I said to the boys yesterday. Heart, Heart of, Dixie, of Dixie, but with an E in it, too. Fart of Dixie, but the X is a CKS. <laughs> <laughs> watching, Travis, okay. watching Travis calculate that joke is amazing. <laughs> I give Heart of Dixie two thumbs down, would not, would not stream... Would not binge. No. You can't, would not you binge, can't find binge. it. You have to watch it on like IMDb TV with ads. Yeah. Which actually I, might be better. It seems like a show that should have ads. 
It was weird that yeah, it didn't. Because you could have ad breaks because you could walk away from the show in the middle of it and come back and be like, oh, right, I needed to buy some of that. You're like, wow, the tone I, of this is exactly the same. This show felt I, like the weird Canadian shows that are on the TV at my dentist's office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like incomprehensibly like something Listen, is slightly off about that, them. Right? <laughs> it's a very specific <laughs> feeling. Travis is looking at Kim's convenience and he's like, what on what alien thing is this? <laughs> Canadians. I give it zero out of two ruined engagement parties. <laughs> yeah. I give it zero out of two difficult uh, birth scenes. <laughs> oh, sorry. One out of five Pro Bowls. <laughs> Good one. Zero, yes. zero out of two Scott Porter uh, injuries. Yeah, I, I'll admit this didn't thread the needle, as Steven said, but it... it I feel like this was a good show to communicate my thesis yeah, on the I, kind I mean, of picks I, that I want to do. I like the fact that sometimes this podcast is like, hey, here's a show no one's thought about in years. I like that a lot. I think that's fun. I do like, though, the match you're just like, I'll admit, this didn't thread the needle. After two hours of being told repeatedly that this did not thread the needle eventually. Like, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. I, I I'm up. glad that I watched it, but I'm a freak. Uh, everybody else here, you know, <laughs> you're allowed to not like it's it. I, I thought yeah. it was an interesting study on a type of show, and I wasn't fucking Massive. doing anything else with my Saturday night or Friday night, Massive. whatever fucking Dang day it freak. is. Yeah, no, I understand all of that. Travis, it's back to you. What are we going to be talking about next week? We are going to watch a show that I believe I'm the only one here who's never seen. And huh. that, of course, is the classic Showtime series, Dexter. My mm. second Michael C. Hall-related I've bit. never seen Dexter. None of it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen about three and a half seasons of Yeah, Dexter. I watched like four yeah. or five seasons yeah, yeah. of Dexter, and yeah. I don't even know how I did that in hindsight. It was a mm. girlfriend show for me. Hmm. So, all right, I am putting 30 seconds on the clock. It sounds like, Matt, you're going to be the one to tell us about Dexter. Sure. Starting now. Um, it's an FX show, I'm pretty sure. I just said what network it's on. Um, <laughs> it's My- Michael C. Hall, I'm pretty sure, is in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a serial killer. Maybe he's doing, like, the Hannibal thing. Um he gets kidnapped by some guy while he's driving on the Pacific Coast Highway and he gets tortured and then it really <laughs> haunts him for the rest of the show. Um, like there's a guy in a hoodie throughout the rest of the show that just keeps showing up. That's time. Well, we will be sure to be back next week and find out how correct Matt was with all of that. <laughs> Did I say anything that was that we had talked killer, about? Yes. My, my f- no, again, my favorite part was Travis saying, a Showtime show. Matt immediately, I think it was on FX. <laughs> See, I, no, I completely <laughs> wasn't listening. I can't believe we haven't done any. I do have an FX show in the pipeline. Well, yeah, I, that, I was thinking about one, too. But those pipelines, those are further down the road. Dexter's next week. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening. Feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. We are always loving those things. Uh, and uh, you know you know what else we love? We love our producer, uh, Matt ICIing for his excellent work week after week. Uh, as always, though, Stephen, can you bring us home? If semantics means donkey crap, then yeah, it's semantic. 